part of his time. He's so generous with his time, and we've already been talking about <laughs> 40 minutes here. But, Javi, I want to ask you because, like we were saying – about 40 minutes ago, I didn't even realize. That's how bad of a baseball lockdown analyst I am right now. I didn't even realize the Padres were six games back at the wild card. I was going to ask you, which teams were you most scared of for one of those last wild card spots? But since you guys are essentially out of it, I'll just reframe the question to this. Who do you think will get the final the final spot in the NL wild card? I mean, I guess it's not even – I guess that's a bad question. <laughs> too because i'm looking at it the cardinals have a five game lead so screw that question javi i got another question for you because you know i'm the question man when -hmm. you look back at this season considering the first half you guys were phenomenal considering the second half you guys were awful and your expectation levels coming into the season do you feel like this team was overrated coming into the year or was it just injuries and a whole bunch of other factors that contributed to the uh second half demise that's that's tough so i think that I think they're I don't know if they were overrated, though. I think it depends on who you're talking to. Right. I know that mm-hmm. sounds like a cop out answer. And it kind of is. I watched PTI earlier today. And, you know, like Mike Wilbon is always very good at the cop out answer. Shout to my guy. Um, but like it feels like it depends on who you ask. Right. If there was people who were like it's World Series or bust. I think those people have to calm down a little bit. I definitely thought that they were contenders. But there's a difference between being a contender for a title, which basically to me means you could potentially win the division. Maybe I didn't even predict them to do that. And then you're a playoff team. And and hopefully things kind of bounce right. Maybe have a Nationals-esque run, something like that. Not every team that's won the World Series is at the best record in the league. So I yeah. thought, yeah, they're like a top 10 team, maybe top six, top seven team. And they basically were like that for most of the year. So I don't know if it was that they were overrated. But I do think that when you look at some of the moves that A.J. Peller made, and I talked about this on my, my episode about A.J. Peller and whether or not he's a fraud and all that, which is <laughs> totally an incendiary kind of just totally meant to um, – provoke people and listen i guess i don't know look even i have moments <laughs> like that where i'm just like let me say something crazy but i basically said look the big mistake that this team might have made is you know you have all these prospects you know it's like when you go go for uh, trick-or-treating when you're younger right and you have you know maybe you're a snickers guy maybe you're a milky way guy whatever your your one candy you love right you always save that for last when you get home you know mm-hmm. what I mean? And then the, you just have the fluff, the good stuff, the stuff that you're like happy to be having candy. The Padres farm system is almost like all you have is a couple pieces left of your favorites. Don't get me wrong, like the high quality, your favorite candy. But you don't have all the other like kind of the depth of the farm system. That's kind of their situation right now where they still have Campizano. They still have Gore, who has had a, 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 a disturbing fall off in the prospect rankings for sure. That's another um, subject entirely. You got C.J. Abrams. You got Robert Hassel. But then you don't have all those, you know, kind of cursory guys. You don't have those extra, you know, um, whatever the outside the core of the earth is called. What is that? The the mantle. Well, mantle. Is that the mantle? Yeah, you don't you don't have you still have the core, but you don't have the mantle. <laughs> That's like the science. one thing I remember from sixth grade science. <laughs> science, man. Uh, but yeah, you have that. Right. And. That's one of the issues right now where it's like now you're wondering, do you have to give up one of those great prospects to get rid of Hosmer? So that's one of the issues. I would also say that I think that you could criticize and say maybe they bought a little bit too much into 2020. I think there are certain things that they correctly bought into. Yes, Tatis is a stud. I don't care if he hadn't technically played a full one season since uh, he got his big 14 year deal. Uh, Guys. It, there's a like there's a difference between being in an Adam Frazier small sample size versus what Tatis was doing 
in the small sample size. All the numbers were insane. You know what I mean? Like the hard hit rate was like the hardest for any shortstop in years. All of his barrel stuff, all of his hits, his speed, the athleticism. Like there was a little bit more of being like, you're not just a good player. You're like an, oh my God, you look like a Ken Griffey Jr. basically. So there's a little bit more to that. But in terms of the rest of the team, should we have counted on Eric Hosmer to all of a sudden start embracing launch angle? Probably not. Should we have counted on Will Myers, who slugged 600 last year? He was like, an, I think if I'm not mistaken, I might actually look this up right now. If he actually finished at least top 20, maybe in MVP voting last year, I'm going to look this up. Will Myers. Um, well, I keep thinking. Yeah, I think Will Myers. I got did you. You keep talking. I got you. You got me. Well, basically that happened. And you look at that and you say, okay. And then you look at the fact that you got really big seasons out of guys like Zach Davies, right? Like Zach Davies, who you then traded for Darvish, which was fine, or at least one of the pieces. Then you have guys like um, Denelson Lamette, who breaks out fully, right? But even still, before then, a little bit of an injury risk. And then he gets hurt in the postseason heading into this year. So maybe that should have, uh, or at least he got hurt in in the postseason last year. And then heading into this year, you knew he was going to be out for a little bit. So with all those things known and the Mike Clevenger injury, maybe you shouldn't have fully bought. Maybe you can make those little deals. Maybe you only trade for Musgrove since it didn't really cost too much for him. I know that's easy to say since he's the, been the the one that turned out the best in retrospect. But maybe you, ju- you just go light. You know, you, you make a trade for a Robbie Grossman, who's someone I've plugged on this podcast way too many times. <laughs> I don't know why I've done that. I just think he's so underrated and he's the type of guy that doesn't cost anything. He's on a meth team, and he's just going to be okay for you. Uh, I actually think his power I know will why. play better. You picked him up in fantasy. You picked him up on the way. No, I didn't, <laughs> I didn't. I wish I did. He had some steals this year, too, which was really helpful, if I'm not mistaken. So shout out Robbie Grossman. But, like, a player of that caliber, even a Josh Harrison, maybe you just kind of get some depth. Maybe you don't go out and sign Hassan Kim to that deal. You just decide – we're going to try and be a wild card team. You know what I mean? Let's still wait. Let's wait for guys like Luis Patino and guys like Gore to be ready and guys like Abrams and Hassel and, and all these guys. And now Kyle Quantrill, who is dealing over in Cleveland. He's been a pretty good guy. I think the big thing with the Padres is that they traded away a lot of their depth. They don't have that guy. And I think people forget this in baseball. They don't have a guy who is not going to be a star for you, but late, you know, dog days of summer is going to come up and be like, all right, I can give you guys two spot starts just to get you through this, right? Um, And that's what the Padres don't have. Instead, like I mentioned at the beginning of this crossover, they have to rely on Velasquez and, you know, Jake Arrieta. That's really bad when you're in that situation, especially as allegedly a contender team. Uh, And I know part of that is unlucky. Blake Snell getting hurt. Yu Darvish getting hurt. Zanelson Lamette being hurt for like two months, three months, whatever it was at this point, and just kind of looking like damaged goods at this point. Um, You look at guys like him. You look at Chris Paddock getting hurt. You look at Ryan Weathers getting hurt. Um, and just being a disaster like it's not it's not like you could always account for some of the injuries and whatnot but bottom line is that yeah you probably shouldn't have bought too much I'd feel a lot better if the Padres missed the playoffs this year but you still know that they had all these extra pieces on top of the already good pieces on top of the core they still had uh, the mantle I guess you could say Javi and I will be right back to continue our conversation but Hey, D-backs fans, this is Miller Thomas with an incredible app everyone who buys gas needs to know about. Get Upside. My listeners are making up to 25 cents for every gallon of gas every time they fill up. Just download the free Get Upside app in the App Store or Google Play right now. Use promo code BASEBALL and get a bonus 25 cents per gallon on your first fill up. That's up to 50 cents cash back. 
Don't pay full price at the pump anymore. Get cash back using GetUpside. Just download the app for free and use promo code BASEBALL to get up to 50 cent gallon cash back on your first tank. Some people who drive a lot are making as much as two to $300 a month in cash back, and there's no catch. The cash back gets added right to your account. You can cash out at any time to your bank account, PayPal, or even an e-gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free GetUpside app and use promo code BASEBALL to get 50 cent gallon cash back on your first tank. Once again, that's code BASEBALL with GetUpside. Let's get back into the pod. Yeah, Will Myers finished 16th in NL MVP voting last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, and in the American League, number 12, your guy, Alex Verdugo. I know you hate Alex Verdugo, so I... <laughs> Actually, don't. I'm cool with Verdugo. Okay. I'm cool with him. Okay, you're cool with He's him. He's fine. There's no current Red Sox I hate. I will say that much. There's no... I, I hated Joe Kelly, but he's gone yeah. now. So I don't really... Yeah, I will say the the, the Red Sox team is kind of likable yeah. to a degree. I think that I don't like Sale though. I okay. will say I don't really like Chris Sale. A little bit of a jerk. He he threw out my guy Manny, so I will never forget. Oh, him. Well, that's all right. But Javi, jeez, uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, no, it's not all right. How dare you? <laughs> but uh, <laughs> it's your Rick and Morty poster loving butt out of here. I, and I don't have Continue I don't on. have anything against Manny Machado. Uh, actually, he's a, he's a chill guy. Mm. He's, he's a mm. he's a cool guy. Mm. Mm. <laughs> okay. But uh, looking, I mean, you, you just went on this whole diatribe about maybe they went too too much into this season but even with the hindsight if your choice was either kind of running back from last year maybe still out of kim a couple of relievers would you rather have done that for this season or do you actually prefer the all-in attempt and a chance you know for a chance to win the world series because the padres were that close in 2020 what I will say is, in fairness, also in 2020, they were very close. I mean, I said Mike Clevenger and Nelson Lamette got hurt. Yeah. I know the Dodgers fans like to act like sweeping us was like the ultimate embarrassing move. It's like, dude, we had to throw out like Craig Stammen and like random relievers like Pierce Johnson to start games for us in the playoffs because our two main starting pitchers got hurt and Chris Paddock was a mess. So like, relax. How about we take Bueller and Kershaw from you next time? And then we'll like, I'm not saying we would have beat them. I'm just saying. Relax on the slander. This is a Clippers versus Nuggets 3-1 blown lead. You know what I'm saying? Like, this isn't that level of embarrassing losses. Like, just just relax, Dodgers fans. But <laughs> I, I will say, you look at it, and it's easy in retrospect. Like I said, it's so easy in retrospect for me to say I wish they didn't make those deals. But one thing I did say in the offseason is, you trade for Blake Snell, good pitcher. I think it's possible they were selling high. I did say this. You can bring up the receipts <laughs> if anyone wants this. But I was still excited about yeah. it. I tweeted about it like a madman. I was still fun because I love it when teams go all in. Yeah. However, however, there were some flaws with the guys that probably went for Darvish, like I said, a little bit erratic of a career. And Blake Snell, you could argue that just don't trade for the with the Rays. Never do it. Uh, It's just not smart. And two, he's a guy that might have peaked for the Cy Young year. I don't think that means he's bad. I just think that means that. Or if you're trading for a Cy Young winner, maybe you should temper your expectations. Maybe he's more like a a really solid number two to number three versus like that number one playoff dominating guy that we saw in the World Series, for example, right? Maybe that's a case you can make. Um, But I do think that in general, in my opinion, this is kind of a dark way to look at it, kind of a morbid way to look at it, is this year was a little bit of a reminder that 
you aren't really rewarded as much for going all in in baseball as you are in other sports. Um, it, it, like the NBA, like all the time teams that make that big trade that take a risk and they don't just sit on their laurels with their draft picks. They, they go for it and then they get the big star and then they do well in baseball. You keep seeing over and over that teams that do that. There's a good percentage chance that, that, that it backfires. You know what I mean? And you look at teams that spend a lot of money, it can backfire. Right. And I think that's what kind of happened here. They probably should have just rested a little bit. And granted, a big factor of this and why the Padres weren't as good is because the Giants were just unbelievable this year. I mean, I'm not even I thought they were a fringe wildcard team. I did. I I thought people were actually underrating them a little bit. I thought 87, 87 Mm -hmm. wins was definitely possible. That that is an underrated squad over there. They know what they're doing far on as I 80. So I'm not going to get read receipted on that one. There's plenty of bad takes I think I had in the offseason. Trent Christian <laughs> being an MVP candidate was one of them. Uh, uh, so that didn't go well. But I will say for the Giants thing, I was like, they could be a good team. Why not? Like they've got some really good guys. Gosman's good. Yastrzemski's good. But I did not expect best team in baseball. And I certainly didn't expect it from certain players. I did not think Brandon Crawford would learn how to hit suddenly in, in his age 34 season. I did not think that Buster Posey would not just be good, but great. You know what I mean? Brandon Belt to have like a 940 OPS or whatever it's up right now. Darren Ruff. I did not expect them to be that good. I thought one of the things with the Giants was they were just going to have all Bs. No superstar player just have a lot of Bs. Instead, they have a little bit of everything, whether it be bullpen, starring pitching and vice versa. It's kind of unprecedented, though, what the Giants have done. So you can't really blame the Padres and A.J. Peller for not expecting that the Giants were just going to run them over and that maybe you should just, by proxy of being in their same division, kind of wait it out a little bit instead of going all in. They didn't know that. They thought it was just them and the Dodgers, or at least they expected it was just them and the Dodgers. I think a lot of people did. Um, and it's unfortunate, like I said, with baseball doesn't reward people. Look at the Cardinals. They didn't do anything at the trade deadline. They were like, all right, John Lester, Jay Happ. Meanwhile, they win 11 straight games, and they're probably going to be in the wild card game. And they had no Jack Flaherty uh, for basically most of the year. Like They have Adam Wainwright at age 40 doing stuff for him. So... Unfortunately, baseball sometimes can be that sport where you are not rewarded. The baseball gods will smite you with a million pounds of karma. They won't care if you're, you know, signing, you know, players that aren't going to turn out well. And then you they, that you get them uh, at the de- you get Max Scherzer at the deadline. This may or may not be a shot at the Dodgers. <laughs> but, you know, it, it's that's just how it kind of the cookie crumbles sometimes. Yeah. And Mike Yastrzemski has been arguably the Giants best player the last two years. He's having a kind of a down season. He's got the 20 plus home runs, but his other numbers aren't what they usually mm-hmm. are. And you look at someone you've been mentioning the rejuvenation of so many of their players like Evelyn Goria before he got hurt was absolutely balling. Like so many of their dudes. I'm like, yeah. that dude is just cooked. That dude is washed. That dude is too old. And all of them are having fantastic <laughs> seasons. Like their rotation is like disgusting. If I just told you like the names of them, you'd be like Logan Webb, Del Scafani, Alex Wood. What are you doing? But those guys have been like scion candidates this season. So it, it's crazy what the Giants have been able to do. But I got one final question for you, Javi. Just one more because we've been talking probably for an hour and I promised you 20 minutes when we talked earlier. <laughs> All good, man. Go for it. What do you blame the most for the Padres failures this season is it injuries is it just like what you're saying trying to go all in like is there anything you could point to as the reason everything collapsed this season you will hear Javi's response but I want to talk to you guys about bet online because they're back and better than ever all eyes are on the gridiron as teams are back to start another football season. As always, Bet Online is your number one spot for all the pro and college football action. With the new updated site and interface, even more odds, props, and contests, 
BetOnline.ag continues to be the number one source for everything football. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today to receive your 100% welcome bonus. That's double your initial deposit just for signing up. Don't forget to use promo code NFL100. From football, basketball, boxing, right to your favorite Vegas casino games, don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Promo code locked on. With the ever increasing number of makes and models, it's now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts your car will need. Winder, often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning and wait while the person behind the counter orders the parts on their computer, choosing the only brand their warehouse happens to carry. Save time and money when using Rock Auto. Rock Auto is a family business serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years. Their prices are always reliably low for every customer. Go explore their easy-to-use website to find the solution to your auto part needs. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in there. How did you hear about us, box? So they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com. Let's wrap up the pod. Wow. I mean, I think that maybe we looked a little bit too much into certain players. I mentioned I mentioned Hosmer and Myers, but Grisham and Jake Cronenworth deserve a little bit of blame, too. Uh, they weren't awful players, but Trent Grisham just, I mean, he's low-key been very frustrating. I mean, this was a guy that was so good last year, looked like a highway robbery of a trade. And now the Eric Lauer, Luis Urias thing is like, it's not a one-sided trade, but it's at, at minimum even. At, after 2020, everyone was like, AJ probably did it yet again. You know what I'm saying? And don't get me wrong, I still like the the potential of Trent Grisham, but I'm definitely looking at him as a guy where I'm like, okay, I mean, is this it? Are you just going to be a lowercase g good player because of the defense and all that? Never necessarily an elite, elite defender, but a pretty good one and a guy who can hit for a little bit of power? Maybe, but it worries me how he's took such a regression uh, this year, especially in the second half. He swings through a lot of pitches, man. Like the eye at the plate is still pretty good, but when something's down the middle and he knows the pitch that that is his to swing at, he swings right through it. It's just, it's just that's that's one of his issues. So <laughs> he has to bo- get a boost there. Um, and then you have guys like Tommy Pham. Oh my lord! I mean. I know he's a little bit older, but Tommy Pham had basically two months where he was elite. One of the best plate discipline guys in baseball, literally outside zone swing percentage is still among um, one of the lowest out of any qualified batter in the league. But you know what else is one of the lowest of qualified batters in the league? His his numbers with men in scoring position. Go ahead and Google it. It's still probably pretty bad. But at one point, he had a WRC plus of like 27. Do you know how hard that is? Mm-mm. That's really, really, really hard to do. It means you were just actively never driving in runs. It's actually kind of insane how bad Tommy Pham was for the rest of this kind of season. And a majority it was like, oh, my God, like what a mess from this guy. He looked great at one point. But even still, all those things combined, man, this still doesn't really like you're telling me that this is all a building thing that probably was supposed to expect. Fam, worst bad, like all those things I just mentioned. But then like. We all like we're going to give so much credit that the Cardinals GM knew that Adam Wainwright at age 40 even. And by the way, his past few seasons weren't that great. Not awful, awful like Dumpsville level of bad, but they weren't great. So it's not like he's had a slow decline and has had one. No, he's looked like he was on his way out. 
He wasn't drafted in fantasy leagues, for example, like at all. You know what I'm saying? And then this year, he's just like an innings monster. So like we have to be careful with some of the things that we praise other GMs for for doing because it's a lot easier to say, told you. You know what I mean? The, the Cardinals knew what they were doing. It's like maybe they were like, oh, my God, wow, Wainwright's been great for us. This is cool. <laughs> you know what I mean? They're like, all right, the rest of our team is pretty solid. Let's not buy all in and see what happens. And then look what happened, right? So you have to be a little bit careful, in my opinion, anyway. I don't know if that's a hot take with how we praise certain teams because I think to an extent, nobody has a crystal ball. Nobody knows what's going to happen all the time. And a lot of these these guys, these managers, even some of the bad ones, have a lot more information, know a lot more baseball than just schmucks like me on the internet. You know what I'm saying? So I do have to look at it that way. But he does deserve some blame, Mr. AJ Preller. I think you have to look at this and say, man, you took an L at the deadline. You traded for Adam Frazier, who had regression written all over him. Uh, and he was bad in the, for the Padres. I know he slightly got better over the last week and a half, two weeks, but he's been really bad. And if your major move at the deadline is to add a batting average on base guy, when batting average and on base are the statistics your offense is not bad with, they actually need power, which is, yes, before you make the joke about Slam Diego, yes, uh, that's been one of the problems with this team this year. Absolutely not Slam Diego in the slightest. Instead, that's been the Giants, Slam Francisco. Uh, more like it. But yeah, this is one of those things where you really have to really look in the mirror and say, what kind of things do we have to change? Do we have to change just the players? Do we have to make more trades there? Or is this a personnel thing? Is it player development? Why is it that there's so many players that get hurt coming here? Mike Clevenger, Denelson Lamette, even Chris Paddock and you Darvish to an extent and get worse coming here. Uh, like those guys I just mentioned and the guys that get better elsewhere. Heck, even Jorge Mateo had a moment, former backup outfielder for the Padres when he got traded to Baltimore or not even trade, just dropped. <laughs> and then Baltimore claimed him. And then he was there like, okay, he's, he's okay for us so far. And guys like Cal Quantrill, guys like Ty France, Ty mm. France out of Seattle, one of the most underrated first basemen in all of baseball <laughs> is right. Uh, he's been, he's been great. And you know who I'd much rather have at first base right oh. now? Ty oh. France. That'd be really, really great over Eric Cosmer, the ground ball machine. Uh, so that's really the issue with the Padres right now, where you're like, man, I really wish we could have some of those swings back. Some of them hit, but man, the ones that you really need to hit did not. So it's a really bad situation for the Padres right now. And you look at all these players, it's like the Squidward meme with SpongeBob and Patrick just dancing around. And it's it's just a bad time for Padres fans, man. I kind of feel for Preller because it's kind of like one of my fantasy teams I'm 0-2 on. I'm like, my team looks fantastic. On paper, I like all my players. But I look up at the production. I look up at the standings. And it's not equaling up to what my eyes tell me how what, what these players should be. And for Preller, like most of the moves, I'll probably redo them if I had the chance. Like, of course, at the deadline, you would want to do more than what they did. But. Coming into the season, the offseason moves, like you're still doing that Blake Snell deal again. You're still doing that U Darvish deal again. So most of their moves that you you would still do, and they were able to do those moves without giving up the big pieces. Yeah, they had to pill, you know, probably pillage a lot of their farm system and give up those ancillary pieces, the, the sweeteners to the deals that could make a lot of these trades happen for the future for your next offseason. But at the time, you're like, we kept the McKenzie Gore, we kept our top prospects, and we still got mm-hmm. back. Cy Young caliber pitcher. So at the end of the day, even though the Padres are going to be where the Diamondbacks are once the postseason comes around, uh, I think (laughs) I would still probably redo most of the deals Preller made if I was the GM and I went back in time or whatever. But Javi, where are we going fishing once the playoffs start? Where are we going fishing? I don't know. 
they got a bunch of places, man. October is going to be fun for a variety of reasons. I got Mario Party coming out. I'm so amped for that. Cannot friggin' wait. Nintendo, drown me in Mario Party. Do not give me the life raft. That's it. I just I love Mario Party more than basically any multiplayer game and experience. It's just and I, and and let me tell you something, Miller, because some of your listeners Mario. What about Call of Duty and then no. and Mario Kart for crying out loud? You know why Mario Party is great? You're viewing it the wrong way. Don't view it as what the heck. And it's it's always just randomness. It's like exactly <laughs> nothing matters. Yeah. <laughs> it is a game for nihilists, my friend. That's what Mario Party. Just collect stars. It is the nothing. Collect stars, and I guess there's some skill with the mini games. Yeah. But I'm telling you, if you experience and appreciate Mario Party for just the factor of every single game is going to be different, it will feel different. Someone might blow everybody out of the water some games, but you're gonna have the most like completely ridiculous odds and the dice block rolls. You know what I mean? That's going to happen. Play Mario Party not as a game where you're like wanting to win so badly, but of a game where you want to win. But everyone's kind of acknowledged that this is just total BS and that it just makes no sense. And it's just a lot more fun that way. I think when you kind of you take a more anarchistic way of just bringing everything down, no rules, nothing makes sense. Let's do it. Let's ride. It's a lot more fun. But anyway, uh, what was your original question before I said that? Were we going fishing? Yeah. Um, like, I, like I said on the previous episode, looking forward to watching the White Sox in the playoffs. I will say just in general, very excited for the playoffs. The yeah. MLB postseason always is good. Even people I know that are soccer fiends, they love the, the MLB playoffs. There's just something about it, about every at-bat, every pitch mattering so much more. And as long as the Dodgers don't win, it would be a big W for me, but uh, haven't had a lot of Ws in sports lately, so I'm not expecting too much. Yeah, I have this video game bar that's near me, and they have like hundreds of throwback games, and they have Mario Party Four really? for the GameCube, and I that's no. my freaking game right there, Mario Party Four. I, I still Yo. whenever I go there, I have to play that game because it's so much fun. I didn't know you were gonna say like retro, like I thought it was just like arcade games. But no, like, they have like video. Oh, you got games. Mario Party Four? Oh my god, man! I gotta come. Why? I gotta no. stop by the old Zona, man. Hold on. They <laughs> like, got like thirty TVs. Go. They got PlayStation's. Wii's, GameCube's, every system oh have like God. over 700 discs and you, you could switch out as many times as you want. Like literally all night you could oh play different God. video games. It's a great time. Javi. Heaven. Heaven. No, what were you going to say? You haven't what? No, I was just saying heaven. <laughs> oh, heaven. 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 Okay, like heaven. I thought you were saying something. Yeah, yeah. Javi, we're using just the video, not the audio for my podcast. So the listeners aren't going to see what's on screen right now. So you have to tell them, where can they go to go find you, Javi? Uh, they can find me at Javapeno, which is J-A-V-I-I-P-E-N-O. That's my personal account. Tweet about all sorts of stuff on there. Anime, video games, of course, the Padres, and just whatever the heck is on my mind. It's a weird Twitter account, let me tell you. And also, even more importantly, Locked On Padres, at L-O underscore Padres under there. Really good stuff. I'll be tweeting through it when it comes to seeing the Dodgers games. I think I'll be live tweeting Dodgers <laughs> Dodgers games. I think that's what I'm going to be doing in the playoffs. I think just think it'll be funny. Um, so that should be interesting. But uh, definitely stay tuned. Lots of fun guests and ideas on that old podcast for you. Yeah, and if if Kershaw's pitching, we might have to do a green room if he's oh trying to get it We might have to. We might have to. We might have to. I, oh, my God. I just I, – because the, the potential, you know what I mean, of the moment happening where we both lose it and we're all, oh, my God. I think that we could be – We should do it. Absolutely. Let's famous. do like an NL West green room without Jeff and like the Dodgers host. <laughs> just when they're doing bad. They have to already be down like 5 nothing with Kershaw on the mound. Then we, mm-hmm. then we fire up the green room. That would be perfect. 
look, I'm not going to say no. You know what I mean? I'm not going to say no to that. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not, look, I think it'd be pretty fun. Look, man, the Dodgers are villains. Let's make no mistake yes. about that. I'm not saying they're all timer super villains, but they're villains of the postseason. Who the heck wants to see them win? And I mean, go choke again. That's, that's what you're good at anyway, outside of a 60 game season. So let's go. Whoever plays the Dodgers, man, I hope they win. I'm hoping the D-backs can live along long enough to become the villains one day as well. Batman, shout out. Javi, thank you for hopping on today. Thanks for doing this crossover. I stole a lot of your time today. Basically, next week nah, all good, or man. the next two days today and tomorrow and a little bit of next week, too, might be all Javi Pano on the Lockdown Diamondbacks <laughs> podcast. He basically hooked me up for maybe three, three and a half, four episodes. We'll see how many episodes you can get out of Javi. <laughs> Javi, enjoy your day, sir. Have a beautiful day. Have a beautiful night. And Love you, Finesse King. Yeah. Uh, and stay, stay grinding out there in the old zone. You too, sir. That's it for this edition of the Locked On Dimebacks podcast. Remember, betting on the D-backs doesn't have to be a guessing game if you listen to the new Locked On Bets podcast hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling. Get daily picks, blowout specials, wrong team favorite picks, and Lee Sterling's lock of the day. Follow the Locked On Bets podcast brought to you by betonline.ag or wherever you get your podcasts. And once again, thank you to the listeners for coming on, listening to the pod every day as part of your work week. We appreciate you. This pod does not work without any of you guys, so I always appreciate you guys listening, subscribing, reviewing, interacting with me on Twitter, whatever it is. Shout out to you guys. And if you guys want more Dimebacks news coverage and insight, come back tomorrow on the Locked on Dimebacks podcast. And as always, stay safe and stay healthy. Deuces!